What's up, Whisper Nation? We are live for another show. Today, we have a great one planned for you. You got six players that we have had a change of heart on. Those are going to be guys that, you know, we came into the offseason. We we're really high or really low on them. And since training camp has started and, and news has come out, we've had a difference in opinion and gone the other way. We hit the brakes, hit that in a 180 and drove back the other way. We're going to break all those down and more right here on the Fantasy Whispers. Right here. That's right, Whisper Nation. Just like Johnny said, we're talking six change of heart players for 2021. But if you like that fresh fantasy football content and you want more of it, consider subscribing over on the YouTube channel and giving this and our other videos a like on your way in. That being said, welcome in. My name is Big Travi. You can find me on Twitter at Big Travi TFW. And I'm joined by Johnny Game Time Hicks. You can find on Twitter at Johnny underscore Game Time. Johnny, what's going on, my brother? What's up, dude? We're here. We're back. I'm excited, man. It is getting into full swing for fantasy football. Uh, I mean, I mean, our chats have been popping off like like usual. That that's been happening, but we got drafts lining up this weekend, next weekend, the weekend after that. I'm excited, man. And not only that, but we got to show you got my memo this morning. Maybe yeah. we're we're both rocking the TFW swag. Uh, the the nwo new world order type swag we got so i appreciate you uh uh you know reading that memo yeah of course uh and as johnny said drafts are around the corner and that means it's time to go get your fantasy whispers draft kit it's officially here it's better than ever our kit is fully loaded with premium player projections and rankings consistency charts with over three years worth of data cheat sheets strength of schedule charts and so much more that draft kit is available for an industry low $15. So head on over to the fantasywhispers.com and get your kit today. I'll drop that link in the chat. Johnny, we got to get into these change of heart players, but before we do, there's some news and notes around the league and I wanted to, you know, do it like we always do, run it through uh that that news and notes with the intel and then you could tell Whisper Nation what you think it has the biggest impact for fantasy football. Jay Blizzy coming in here saying what's up? What's up Jay Blizzy? What's up Josh? Yeah uh list listener league champ we got that listener league draft this weekend excited for that uh, but johnny let's roll through these news and notes dallas cowboys quarterback dak prescott is expected to be limited participant during practice this week that's according to nfl networks tom pelissaro so it looks like things are kind of on the hey. upturn here for dak to get ramped back up again aren't we all aren't we all yeah um, so that's that's good news for the Dak uh, for the Dallas Star there. Uh, wide receiver Stefan Diggs did not practice as he continues to deal with a knee injury, a knee issue. Coach Sean McDermott said Sunday that he didn't think the injury would linger into the regular season. The source for this is Buffalo News. Johnny, something to monitor there with uh, Stefan Diggs. Uh, we got to watch that. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers K QB Trey Lance will begin seeing more first team reps when it feels right, according to head coach Kyle Shanahan. I haven't really defined that for myself either, is what Shanahan said. When he seems ready, when I think the team seems ready, that's when he'll get it. Uh, and when America, when America saw he was ready, they were yeah. like, OK, yeah, we need to get him more reps. That yeah. was the reality. <laughs> ESPN Edward are reporting that one there. So we'll just monitor that situation. Uh, another situation out of New York, the New York Jets. Elijah Moore, wide receiver, getting a lot of hype, likely will not participate in practice this week, according to Robert Sala, his head coach. Uh, this is ESPN's.com. Rich Samini uh, reporting that 
Eli dealing, Elijah Moore dealing with a quad issue, Johnny. So something to look at there. The New Orleans Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas and his ankle are ahead of schedule in his rehab from ankle surgery, according to coach Sean Payton. I mean, I love the ambiguous ahead of schedule. What does that mean? <laughs> what does I mean, it mean, Basil? We're ahead of schedule. Right. Uh, give us an exact time. Don't give us this. Oh, from weeks one to 12, he could start. Uh, Green Bay Packers quarterback Jordan Love with his shoulder is feeling much better and will not participate in practice Monday, uh, but will not participate in practice Monday, according to Mo Ma Matt LaFleur. And that is from the Green Bay Pest Press Gazette, Ryan Wood. Arizona Cardinals running back Johnny's boy James Conner was activated from the reserve COVID-19 list Monday. So it looks like he's back in there to mess with our boy Chase Edmonds a little bit. We have Green Bay Packers Aaron Jones hamstring is back at practice. And then we have Buffalo Bills running back Zach Moss was also back at practice Monday. So it seems like some of these guys that are banged up coming back. We've got other guys um, not, you know, not activated right now. What are we thinking uh, Johnny, in this list of, of injury news and updates and, and other puff pieces that you are, are taking to the bank as the most important for fantasy football. I, you know, I, I, I'll bring up the subject, but I do want to give you your, your, your time, your spotlight, your moment, because you've been, you've been pumping him up and I'm full of board. And honestly, I almost put him in this show uh, as a guy that I'm wanting have. on, but yeah, I know I should have, but we talk about, I will give you your, your, your five minute or what, five seconds of fame, whatever you want to, your victory lap real quick, preseason victory lap. Of course, uh, we are going to talk about this, the Trey Lance, man. Did you see that throw? Did you? Oh my goodness. It looks so good. We got to be talking about Trey Lance, right? Yeah, I think Trey Lance is an important one here because now he, you know, I kind of had him in the same category as Justin Fields as two guys that are rookies that are coming in that the timeline as at the quarterback position wasn't firm um, and we didn't know when he would start. But these are guys that can easily win your league. And I'm not, you know, I'm not just trying to puff this up and say, go get him, you know, league winner for clickbait. These are guys that have rushing upside. I mean, in 2019, Trey Lance ran for a thousand yards in college. So these are guys that can run the football and throw it deep and throw it accurately. I think that people have been sleeping on Lance, thinking that he's not pro ready. When I've tried to tell you on this show, he ran a pro ready um, system in college. So that's something that I just, you know, I, I think is just, something that we need to take light of and and uh, hopefully he becomes a starter sooner than later and in practice and that, in, in, oh. that schedule for the 49ers i don't know if you've looked oh, at it so oh, nice yeah. it yeah it's it's really nice for quarterbacks not only that but you look at practice what they're doing in practice we're talking practice uh they he's thrown for 10 touchdowns uh in in practice where jimmy's only thrown for six but here's what's crazy. He's also ran for two rushing touchdowns. So we talk about that economic code, that rushing upside. He's definitely got it. And he's thrown less interceptions than Jimmy G as well. So I definitely think it's going to be sooner than later. They're going to be throwing Lance in there. I'm, I'm aboard, man. I'm aboard. Yes, sir. Well, that news and notes and, you know, the rest of the news and notes is always going to be brought to you by Manscaped, Johnny. Fantasy football draft season is upon us. It's time to put the PP back in PPR league with this year's sponsor of the sh today's show. Sorry, Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming just launched the new performance package 4.0. Don't neglect your balls like the Packers front office has been neglecting Aaron Rodgers. 
Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code TFWMAN. That's T-F-W-M-A-N. This will help you tame that Troy Polamalu in your pants. Like I said, 20% off plus free shipping with the code TFWMAN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code TFWMAN at manscaped.com. Johnny, if your significant other is nagging you about how much time you spend on your fantasy team, I know Jade's over there. You might as well give her the gift of some beautiful balls with Manscaped. Hey, I've already tried it out, dude. It's awesome. This thing is great. And yeah. I got it, dude. Easy dude. to clean, everything. Yeah, super we love nice. That. We love the 4.0, the lawnmower, but they've got everything. You don't have to just go get those trimmers, man. They've got ball spray, they've got ball wipes, they've got a mat for when you're shaving your your nads. Hey, you're going to need all that stuff on Sundays because it's going to get wild this year. <laughs> uh, we appreciate <laughs> Whisper Nation being in here, and it's time to get in the show. Six change of heart players for 2021. But if you like what you're seeing and you like the fantasy football content coming out daily, make sure you like and subscribe over at the YouTube channel. Johnny, I'm going to start us off with James Robinson. And I know what people are going to say. Oh, my God. But Travis Etienne and all this stuff, I get it. Um, that is an issue here the, he was drafted at the number 25 pick first round capital but now it's gotten to it's gotten so far you know the adp's gotten so bad and shifted so bad like or like drove it so down like we've got to stop and take a look at james robinson here because he he accounted for 75 percent of jacksonville's rushing market share last year i know that you know and he counted for 10 percent of the target market share but we've got 9.8 percent of that target market share uh, away from Jacksonville this year. So you understand that, like, yes, maybe Travis Etienne is going to come in and take a lot of that, uh, especially the passing market share, because we've talked about him being used as a gadget. But I want to bring down Robinson's projections here. Let's go to a 60, 58, 55% rushing market share, a 6% passing market share. If we uh, took his numbers down to those levels, Johnny, that's 190 carries, just under 900 yards, five rushing touchdowns. Then he's got 29 catches on 35 targets for 206 receiving yards in this, uh, you know, hypothetical. That would have been 156 points in half point PPR would have dropped him to RB 23 instead of RB seven. And I know what people are saying. Well, yeah, that's what we're talking about here. But you got to you get to draft him at RB 23 right now. He's going in the fourth round. He's an R. He's a fringe RB two, almost an RB three. I love this value for him. If you're going to stack with other big names up uh, up ahead, you know, wide receivers, maybe a tight end or an, uh, an elite running back, and he's your second running back, third running back. Sign me up for that because I think this is a guy that this offense is going to be better. It already produced a rushing market share last year that gave us the RB7. If the offense is better this year, we've got other weapons on it. There's actually more upside here for James Robinson than people want to actually admit. And I think he's going to be the goal line guy. He's going to be the touchdown guy. And they're going to use ETN as this gadget player. And, and you know, maybe a couple red zone looks out of the passing game. But I, I, I think of it as a poor man's Nick Chubb. Uh, you know, Kareem Hunt situation. And I like what James Robinson showed us as a, as a PFF graded rusher last year. I I can't get aboard this one. I, I appreciate this one. You're like you want you're on James. I know a lot of people have, you know, started to on Twitter kind of reverse on on Robinson, but I'm still concerned with Bevel. I'm still concerned that Hyde will still get tar, uh, uh, carries. And, you know, you talked about if you lower it to 55 percent, 
what he still what's the outcome. The problem is no running back in the last three years under Daryl Bevel, and he's had some pretty good ones that have been like highly touted. None of them have gotten to 55% rushing share. The highest is 42%. So I have a lot of concerns. And then the receiving work, that gets completely wiped away. The high is 5% for their lead running back. So I have a lot of concerns still with, with Robinson. But again, if his ADP keeps falling, it's it's worth the pickup if you're you know one of those uh, zero RB kind of uh, drafters. All right, moving on to the second player, Johnny. We got Joe Burrow, Joey B. Now uh, we were kind of hyped on Joe Burrow, and he's definitely coming off the board as uh, QB thirteen, so not even as a QB one right now. So the ADP seems to have his knee scare baked in there. He's in the ninth round, Johnny. You are not on Joe Burrow anymore, though. You think we've we've. Uh, we could be in trouble if we're drafting him this year. Yeah, I am concerned, right? I understand the last few practices. He's, you know, reports are that he's gotten better and he's looked better. He's saying he feels more confident in the pocket. We will see. Again, they're not really coming after them as a, as a quarterback. Surely a guy of caliber of Joe Burrow. So I do still have my concerns because he's not going to see probably any playing time until the start of the season. And that knee injury really gives me concerned as far as what his true potential could be, at least to start off with. I could very much see, you know, when we were coming into this preseason, you know, all the reports up to that were like, oh, he's above ahead of schedule. He's looking great. And then, you know, we so and we were also projecting like, oh, well, look what this offense did last year. Right. Like they threw over 40 times a game. So we're kind of giving them that same kind of volume. However, since training camp has started this news has come out i've kind of swayed my opinion a little bit on how much they might push this up-tempo offense at least to start off with travis i think that they'll lean more on joe mixon uh in the beginning so that way joe burrow can get a field this offensive line isn't fantastic and then this is the other thing i, I want to point out because the whole and you know i had this kind of same different reality of what actually or perspective of what actually happened last year but joe burrow Despite like how how good he was playing, and I'll admit, like on tape, he was playing great in fantasy football. He was only finishing as a top twelve fantasy quarterback, Travis, thirty percent of the time. Three games out of ten, he finished as a QB twelve or higher. And guess what? Most of those those three weeks, they were all back half of a QB one. The highest finish was a QB eight. So I have concerns that Joe Burrow is going to regress. I, I don't think he's going to quite hit that ceiling that we expect maybe and potentially next year is when we'll see that kind of, you know, second resurgence for uh, for Joe Burrow or maybe second half. He could start to fill it and get it together. Um, but I'm concerned to start off with. So I'll be staying away from Joe Burrow this year. Yeah, I don't blame you. I think that there are some things in Burrow's game that we like. He could get up there and pass attempts, but he just doesn't have the rushing floor either. And with that knee, I don't imagine he's going to somehow start running more either. Uh, so I would be scared off of him and go for maybe even one of the rookies instead of him, you know, in Trey Lance or in yeah. Justin Fields. And then for sure, a Jalen Hurts, who is being drafted a little bit ahead of him as well. All right, Johnny, my third or the third player on my list, my second player here, Jerry Judy, because I wanted to bring him up here as a change of heart player. Johnny obviously almost took him in this show, so he's going to say that I stole his guy here. But I like Jerry Judy because we started this offseason seeing saying like, well, Cortland Sutton's there. We you know, we really like Cortland Sutton. 
we might be taking Cortland Sutton ahead of Judy, but I, I don't think that's the case anymore. I think that Cherry Judy is now establishing himself. If you look at practice reports, if you look at his you know ability to get open on the field and, and all these things that we saw as underlining situations last year, obviously a first-round pick last year, but saw over 113 targets, only 52 receptions because he caught only 46% of his, of his balls last year, 856 yards, three touchdowns, only had two games over double-digit fantasy points and half-point PPR, so we're wondering what is going to happen. Well, I love this year because even if Locke goes down, we've got a guy in Teddy Bridgewater who has made wide receivers like Michael Thomas or possession wide receivers that can get open. Very valuable in fantasy still. Um, we talked about Jerry Judy's hands out of college a lot. We said he was touted for these unbelievable hands, so I imagine his catch percentage gets better. Um, and he's the, maybe the most talked about guy in training camp right now. I look at four beat reporters over the last week basically saying the following, you know, Zach Stevens comes out and says the theme of 2021, Jerry Judy torching DBs. Cody Rourke comes out. It almost seems unfair at this point to ask everyone to guard Jerry Judy one-on-one. -on -one. Would love to see him versus Patrick Peterson. Then you have George Stoya, the third, saying Jerry Judy, good against other corners other than his own, burning Minnesota dudes, hashtag Broncos. You have Cameron Parker. I don't think it's a stretch to say Jerry Judy looks like the best player in camp right now for Denver. Now, look, we have talked about, well, this is one beat writer, you know. Well, let's let's kind of temper how we're, you know, talking about Jerry Judy because it's only one beat writer. Now, I just named you four different guys in the last week that love Jerry Judy right now. And I just think we've got to stop ignoring the drumbeat that's coming out that Jerry Judy is a dog and he's out there beating DBs right now. And I just don't want to be I can't. I can't sit here and be halfway in the season and go, I have no shares of Jerry Judy and he's torching me. I don't want to be one of those DBs. I I'm grabbing. I am grabbing Jerry Judy. And you look, yes, Mr. Miyagi is coming here. Training camp hype, though. Yeah, training camp hype from not just one beat reporter, though. Like, that's the thing I'm talking about here. It is multiple guys coming on here and joint practices, not just like not just training camp hype. He's out there with joint practices against Minnesota burning DBs and like this is a guy that was supposed to burn DBs because he was a first round pick he was supposed to be as good as CeeDee Lamb who we're hyping up big time right now and the discount you can get on Judy because he was on a bad Denver offense last year I'm I'm all in on Judy I I've really come around on Judy uh like yeah like Travis said uh we were both trying to debate on who should get Jerry Judy we both come uh, on to him because of not only the beat reporters, though, but like when you watch that preseason game, Travis, the other part of it is like you said, yes, do we think Sutton is a, a great talent? Absolutely, I do. And if he ends up being the actual alpha and the guy that you want on this offense and the at the end of the year and score more points, would we be surprised? Not entirely. But what we will say is when you're in those later rounds, you want to go for and swing for like really high ceilings, but also have a relatively safe floor. And when you're looking at Jerry Judy, he has a safer floor because he's not quarterback dependent and because he can go from Drew Locke to Teddy Bridgewater and his play won't be as affected. It might even go up uh, with Teddy Bridgewater as opposed to Drew Locke. And so I think that's why I would be targeting Jerry Judy more so over Sutton. I do think Sutton's very well talented. I do think he could be player uh, comeback player of the year. However, I am looking at the value of Jerry Judy and how safe he is with a tremendously high. Like Travis, 
this might sound this might be like a wild take and I'm not going to like commit to it because I'd have to look at the projections and things like that. But like, would we be surprised, like really surprised? I mean, a lot of people might right now, but at the end of the year, people would jump on the bandwagon. But would you be surprised if Jerry Judy and and CD Lamb were the top two wide receivers in as far as second years and Justin Jefferson was the third guy in that list? Um, I mean, Potentially not. I mean, but like, I just think there's some other there's some other players that are atop the heap right now that I would take. But yes, I mean, it's just showing you that there are going to be guys here. And we talked about that wide receiver class being very deep and very talented, and we're seeing it come to fruition right now. Mm -hmm. Mr. Miyagi says if Sutton uh, is the alpha, no way this team can sustain two wide receivers with Fant there as well. Well, we'll see. I mean, this is going to be a team that is going to have a good defense, give them more opportunities. This is going to team that. We have a potential, and I know people. Not a lot of people are talking about this. We have there's a potential where Drew Locke does take a step forward. I know people don't want yeah. to think that, but he has not played in very many games because of injury, and we just have not seen a big enough sample size. And if we look at the numbers between 14 games through their career, and we look at Josh Allen compared to Drew Locke, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. And so, what 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 did it take for Josh Allen to take the step? Wide receiver help. Well, it looks like Drew Locke's going to have that in both Sutton and Jerry Judy, and to your point, Noah Fant. Noah Fant would need to stay on the field a little bit longer and be more involved in the offense for me here, but I do love what I'm seeing out of Sutton and especially Jerry Judy. And let's not forget, too, if it does end up going, and I do think Drew Locke could, I mean, he looked really good in that preseason. Again, it's preseason, but he looked good. He looked like he had a command of that offense. But if they do switch to Teddy Bridgewater, let's not forget that Teddy Bridgewater produced three wide receivers that went over a thousand yards last year. So it is possible. Yes, sir. All right. So Patreon, uh, I'm sorry, whisper nation. We would like you to support us over on Patreon. If you're feeling like you still want to support the show in a big way. So please help us with continuing to grow this dream and this family by joining us over on patreon.com. You could show support at the five and $10 levels. Patron benefits include access to our exclusive discord channels, entries to sports card giveaways, increased odds for landing spot in our 2021 listener league, which is now full, but you can continue to be on that list for next year. Uh, and bonus fantasy content that is available only to our patrons, including our Face Off Friday, which is an excellent show. We will be helping you with the toughest lineup to sk- decisions over there. So head on over to the Fantasy Whispers uh, to patreon.com forward slash the Fantasy Whispers and join the nation today. Johnny, I'm all over the place because I'm just excited about these players that we're talking about today, including your next guy, Johnny, who is our number four guy, Marvin Jones. Current ADP is 1301 as the wide receiver 56 off the board. Jacksonville's got a couple wide receivers down there, but it seems like the industry wants it to be LaVisca, wants it to be Marvin, or wants it to be uh, DJ Shark. But you are saying, let's take a look at Marvin Jones. Yeah, I... (laughs) I can't believe I'm actually saying this because for the last two years, I've been tremendously off of Marvin Jones, especially when my colleagues are really on to him. I've always kind of opposed him, but the proof is in the pudding because what he's just produced, he's just been a solid low key wide receiver that you can get super late in rounds. And look, is this, is the ceiling massive there? I wouldn't say it's massive, but what I will say is that, he already knows this offensive system, which so he has a very big comfortability with it because he follows Daryl Bevel over from Detroit. You also look at the preseason game. He see, he had several catches that were really nice catches uh, from Trevor Lawrence. So there seems to be a connection there. 
Obviously, DJ Chark is missing time right now, but that's also valuable time on getting that connection. And if he's building that connection with Marvin Jones right now, that connection should follow through into the regular season. The other thing is that Marvin Jones is low-key actually a pretty solid wide receiver, and it's just like not really talked about. Nathan uh, Janke tweeted out on, on Twitter, the top fantasy wide receivers from last December slash January, Stefan Diggs at number one, Devontae Adams at number two, Calvin Ridley at number three, and then Marvin Jones, Travis. Marvin freaking Jones comes in at number four. It's That's so wild to me. But here's the just the thing I like to throw in there because you know I'm all about consistency and I like to look at that stuff. It's in our draft kit, which you can get at the fantasywhispers.com. Shameless plug there. But you look at over the last two years, Travis, he has had eight wide receiver one finishes on a weekly basis over that time. So he's averaging about four wide receiver one weeks uh, a season. It'll be easier to dictate, you know, based on corners, which starts those are. So it won't be so difficult to to throw, you know, it won't be, it shouldn't be random is what I'm trying to get at. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some, some people might be like, oh, well, that's not a lot of finishes as a wide receiver one. So why would I want, that's like the same as Tyler Lockett. That's the same as, you know, uh, Justin Jefferson had four top uh, 12 wide receiver weeks last year as well. And we're taking him in the first round. So like the upside is just, paralleled basically and when you're looking from a consistency standpoint as some of the wide receivers you're getting way higher in drafts so if you're later in drafts you need a couple of wide receivers because you went heavy rb in the beginning i think marvin jones throwing them in that group and he'll be able to be a plug and play for you yeah he's definitely got some wide receiver depth possibility and brett johnson asking right here is he going to be matchup dependent that entire offense scares me yeah, but he will be. But matchup dependent shouldn't scare you off of drafting him. Yeah, especially he's when he's be you a value. Right, especially when he's like the fiftieth wide or fifty-sixth wide receiver off the board. I don't need yeah. him to be a, a, you know, I don't need to be him. He, he doesn't have to be my wide receiver three right away. Like we're gonna right. use him in bye weeks and stuff like that. So exactly, definitely. Uh, the fifth player for me, you know, on our list here, and a guy that like we have been kind of saying to stay off of that because of inconsistency is Russell Wilson. Uh, he's being drafted right now, though, in the uh-huh. sixth round as the QB eight. But I have tried to come around here because, honestly, just the elite production that Russell Wilson has given us. 4,212 passing yards last year, 40 uh, passing touchdowns, 13 interceptions, uh, 513 rushing yards. I mean, that's that's kind of a not talked about stat is how much he ra- he got back to running last year. Two rushing touchdowns um, in Per PFF war, the most valuable quarterback in the NFL since 2019, Russell Wilson. Lowest QB finish for Russell Wilson in the last eight years in in fantasy football, QB nine, Johnny. So we've got some things here brewing. Obviously, we saw it last year. Up until week nine, his lowest finish was QB 10. After week nine, he only finished inside the top 10 one time. Uh, So that's scary, and we talked about why. But this team fired their offensive coordinator. They moved on from Brian Schottenheimer. They've brought in a guy in Shane Waldron who is going to push this offense to pass a little bit more than Seattle has been over the last couple of years because that's what the Rams have done. He actually had some time calling plays under Sean McVay as an offensive or as a quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator there. So there are, there are some things working here in, in Russell Wilson's favor where I actually think, what if we go against the hive mind here and actually say, you know, what if this offense is a little bit more multifaceted? We know that he's not going to finish outside the top 10 at the position because he never has. 
So he's being drafted right now as the QB nine. You're drafting him closer to his floor, QB eight. You're drafting him closer to his floor to me. And you're getting a guy who got his rushing back up to 500 yards. That's one of the tops in the league. So he's got the rushing upside. You can stack your team with three wide receivers, three running backs, or a tight, an elite tight end in there, and then come back and get a guy like Russ Wilson who's sitting there as opposed to other guys going around him that may not have the rushing upside. Um, you know, maybe you don't want to wait as long and get a Joe Burrow who doesn't have the rushing upside. I just think that there's a lot more path to success for Russell Wilson than we want to talk about. We've talked about DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett coming out and talking about how this offense is more advanced. It's more, uh, it's more multifaceted. As I mentioned, it's more, you know, dynamic. It's not just running deep after running plays. I think that there's a lot to be said here. Um, And I look at that running back room, Johnny, and I don't see a lot to inspire me past Chris Carson. So should something happen to Chris Carson, who, we're going to talk about here. Uh, I think that there's something that spells like this offense could actually be really good next year. And I think that we could be out on a guy that actually could end up winning leagues for you. Um, And that, that scares me. Now I do admit, like, I know what we're going to talk about here is like, well, he's been up and down and it's not just last year. Like he's usually started slow and then finished hot. And then he did the reverse last year. So that's been within his, uh, you know, his range of outcomes. But I do think that there's a world where, you know, this Sean McVay style system comes there under a Pete Carroll system and actually sees something, you know, advanced out of Russell Wilson. And that's scary for the rest of the league. I guess there. Well, there's the hot and cold thing. And then you're here's my problem. It's all it's this has been the same storyline every single year for the last three years. Is this the year we let Russell Wilson cook? Is yeah. this the rear and I'm, I'm, you know, I want to see it, uh, you know, like it's like I, I look towards what the history has shown me. We've also known that Pete Carroll let go of the last offensive coordinator because of, quote unquote, coaching difference. And what was that coaching difference? He wanted to throw the ball a lot and Pete Carroll wants to run like it's I, I, I do agree that probably just similar to Tyler Lockett, right? Is Russell Wilson probably going to be finished in the top 10? Yeah, most likely. However. He's one of those players that you know his ceiling every single week. And so are you going to have the confidence to pull him off of your bend or off of your starting lineup and place for another quarterback when they have a better matchup? Because half the time he's not going to like it's half the time he's worse than a QB 15. So it's like you're you're playing, in my opinion, you'd be playing a little bit with fire because, yes, is the upside definitely there for sure. But. I, you know, you know, my saying, if it looks like a duck quacks, like a duck, it's a duck. And, uh, I want to stay away from that. Well, I wouldn't want a duck that plays for the Seahawks either, but I understand (laughs) what you're saying either. Uh, we'll move on here from the bird jokes and go to Chris Carson, who is also Seattle Seahawk and our sixth and final change of heart player. Johnny, the current ADP for Chris Carson is three Oh three. He's the running back 18 off the board. Why why the change of heart on Chris Carson? What are you seeing? What are you feeling now with our guy, CC? So I just meant, you know, I've been a little bit, not that I've been completely off of Chris Carson this, this offseason. I haven't really talked to him about him a lot because I was trying to get a feel for this. I was trying to see what's going to kind of shape out for this Seattle D, uh, offense. You know, there was a lot of hype. Oh, Russell's going to throw it again. And they're going to let him cook. And so I was kind of fading Chris Carson. Then you had the Penny news, right? Uh, Penny coming into camp looked great. He was performing well. So I was like, okay, well, 
maybe we're too high on Chris Carson. This is the year that he kind of falls back into more of a, you know, a, a mundane kind of running back. However, again, we had we had coach on the, on the show, Coach Hugh Jackson, and he talked about it. Whether you know where the players get paid, that that means a lot. And you look at what Chris Carson got over the last uh, over the summer. Dude got paid. All right, because he got two years, fourteen point six two five million. That was one of the secured highest. The bag. Yeah, secured that bag. I wonder. Hopefully, he's like maybe he's like Saquon. It's like just pay me in Bitcoin. Uh, maybe I don't know. But the thing is, is I I I want to counter with like yes, could they let Russell Wilson cook? Absolutely. This could be this could be the year. But let's say it's not. Like let's go with what the coaching staff has done this whole time. That would mean that Chris Carson would get a ton of carries and get a lot of volume, which we love from a fantasy perspective. If Penny, you know, you talked about it, Penny can't really stay healthy. So that's still up in the air. And then DJ Dallas didn't show much. They have like Travis Homer uh, on there. And, you know, none of these guys really project to be a huge threat to Chris Carson. And then I, I do get the last, you know, like the other sentiment of like, well, Chris Carson's always injured. Like he's an injury prone player. Why do I want to draft one? And I get that sentiment, but at the same time, he's going much later than guys that he's actually played more games over the last uh, since 2008. A couple of guys, for example, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler. Those guys are all being drafted ahead of him. And Chris Carson has played more games than all of those guys since then. I also want to just touch on Travis that he's had nine touchdowns in three straight years we love touchdowns he should still be the touchdown guy so i am on a board with chris carson at his adp i love it i think it's a great target to go for uh as far as like if he's your rb2 you know uh you get him in the third round and i think he's a solid solid rb2 and the ceiling is the roof like Michael Jordan said, and the, and we know that roof is you know an RB one for Chris Carson if he gets all the workload. So I am uh, you know yeah we got Alex Collins is in Seattle, which I understand he's gonna be getting a little bit of hype too, but he's a journeyman. I'm not worried about you know follow the money, follow the talent, follow what the coaching staff has done, and as far as history goes, because players or coaches do what their tendencies are. Yeah, Chris Carson is that perfect guy that probably is right. He's in the fringe of the RB dead zone, but he could be that last guy that's not going to be in the RB dead zone, like the last guy you trust. You know, you're looking at other mm-hmm. guys in there like Miles Gaskin or, you know, Chase Edmonds even, and you're like, okay, I would actually – like I love Chase Edmonds' outlook, but if you're worried about history, maybe you roll with a guy like Chris Carson because this is a guy that's actually proven it and done it and is the guy, the staple of this offense. So I think that's a fair point. If you like what you heard today and you are – about that fresh fantasy football content each and every single day, head on over to YouTube and subscribe to the channel and give our videos a like over there and subscribe. Johnny, any last words for Whisper Nation today? Uh, we will be going on uh, Windy City Breeze tonight right. for a fantasy segment with Pat. Uh, Pat, the designer over there for Chicago. So make sure you go subscribe over there for their channel. Great content, but we'll be on there for about a half an hour at uh Four or I always get I'm gonna always get this four seven that's right four thirty central no four uh no it's it's four Pacific Pacific. time four four Pacific time six central time and seven Eastern time 
There we go. I nailed wow, it. We got, there we got go. Finally all. got it all. All right. Well, for Johnny Gabe, Tom Hicks, I'm Big Travi. We're the Fancy Whispers, and we'll catch you later, Whisper Nation. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Right here. Oh, hey. You made it to the end of the video. If you like what you saw and you want to learn how to dominate your own draft and win your own league, head on over to thefantasywhispers.com and grab your copy of the Fantasy Whispers Draft Kit today. Or click the link in the description below. And if you're still not sold, check out one of these videos.